Nicola, you know, this is not a typical <laughs> podcast. Are you able to kind of describe it? Because I can't actually describe it that well. <laughs> no, that's the thing that we realized. We wrote it and then we were like, what is it? This is a very weird thing. For a shorthand, I say to people, it's like if all of Brian Friel's masterworks were written by a pair of idiots. <laughs> we took a lot of inspiration from like theatre and people writing Ireland as a place that lived outside of time. It was really weirdly anachronistic and Irish people had no modern technology and were all very uneducated and simple. And then, yeah, just basically came from a lack of understanding of Ireland. We were like, we, well, I am obviously Irish, but Camilla is of Irish heritage. But it packs in literally in the first episode, probably about 150 stereotypes in a few sentences. Like it's quite, Camilla, it's quite impressive. Yeah, me and Nicola made a list. I think before we even started writing it, we made a list of like the dumbest Irish stereotypes we've seen, like collected in, no offence, mainly Hollywood films, who yeah. I think Hollywood and his relationship with Ireland, I don't think they think it's a real country. I think they think it's like Narnia because like the way they describe <laughs> it is always so hilarious. I mean, Nicola just went through like a week where she watched like every single Hollywood film about Ireland and she was just texting me quotes from it, which is like absolutely hilarious. Shout out, Leap Year. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were like, a lot, like people are like actually saying top of the morning to you and a pub that was also a post office that was also the bank. And you're like, what, what place is this? And what year is this? Yeah. No one has a phone. No one ever has a phone in Ireland. No. Not allowed. I have to say it, it kind of struck a chord with me on a, a number of levels as when I, you know, I've lived here for in Ireland for 21 years now, but when I go back to Canada, people do ask the most ridiculous questions and you're like, Sorry, sorry, we were in Canada or in Ireland, we were way advanced on the mobile phone thing before you guys. You were still carrying bricks when we had these sci-fi <laughs> things. So sorry, like, where are you getting this information from? But um, Camilla, I love that at the beginning, of, at, at the very onset, you sort of, you make it clear. And I, and I think the exact quote is, identify as having Irish roots. And I've never heard anyone say that. And I love that. <laughs> to be clear, my mum is Irish, but I, I um, do think it's funny how people kind of claim Irishness. Probably even I've done it, do you know what I mean? But especially, I feel like it's a big American thing. No offense. Also, shout out America. But like, they'll be like, oh, I'm Irish. And I'm like, oh, you're Irish? No way. And they're like, yes. My great, 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 great. And I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, America has a different relationship with stuff like that. People nowadays, especially like white ladies, I think try and claim smaller identities to try and like fight for space. So I kind of was taking the, the piss out of that. The birth of this was, I would say, like 13 years ago when Camilla and I met at drama school. And we were on a foundation course at the School of Drama and a lot of that entailed us looking at monologues to apply for other drama schools um so you know they also always told me to do the Irish ones and I was like yeah fine but then we realized how ultimately depressing all Irish plays were and so we used to do what we, like improvised monologues at one another about just really depressing things we were like daddy's out in the field the potato crop is failing granny's crying in the attic and you know we just found that really really hilarious and then when I got approached to do I, I got asked if I wanted to do a, a normal <laughs> a normal podcast for normal people and I was like oh not really like I feel like hosting is it another skill in itself that you know I'm not really drawn to and I was like but my friend Camilla and I do have this weird idea about sort of spoofing Irish drama and could this be a thing and then yeah it sort of was allowed to become a I forgot that you were asked to do a normal podcast and then they ended up yeah make this but yeah not, I got a really to do a bunch of different things and I was like oh not like you know it's like a podcast like what's your favorite type of shoe I'm like I don't really like I feel like there's enough of those 
but let me <laughs> offer you something that's completely not that and very weird. But that's what I love so much about it. And going back to what I said originally is like when, you know, everybody seems to have one, a podcast, but this is not like typical at all. And you've got a, a really brilliant array of people that are put, taking part in it. So was that purely calling in favors from both of you? <laughs> <laughs> Very much. Uh, but yes. <laughs> Blackmail, threats, general aggression. Instilling fear. It was uh, all very yeah, good. Fear is a great, a great tactic. We used the skills of casting directors Carla Strong and Kelly Valentine Hendry, who have cast me in Derry Girls and Bridgerton, and gone like Louisa Harlan's really amazing. Uh, you know, as is Ben Miller. Why don't we just like he like, is hey. outstanding in it, and I yes. love his I love his language in it as well. It's very yeah. colourful. <laughs> I just realized we haven't even told people what it's about. Should I do like a two second thing of what? I think you should. I think you should. (laughs) We never do. We never do. Um, So it's a story about a family called the O'Flannerans and they live on a potato farm somewhere in Ireland. That's very vague. It's at some period of time. And the women whittle chips. They make all of the chips for all of Ireland and the men crank and cranking, as we all know, is where a man stands in a hill and turns some sort of mechanical dial and produces electricity for the village. And they're having a very happy life. And then all of a sudden, an English man comes in called Cromwell Dumlington, um, <laughs> played by Ben Miller. And he decides he's going to knock down their house and build a chip factory in its place, making them homeless and out of work. And then beyond that, you have sort of a Romeo and Juliet forbidden love story between the son of the Irish family, played by Brennan O'Connor, who people will know as one of the Protestants from Derry Girls, and he was also in Game of Thrones. Um, and then uh, Eloisa Louisa Dumlington, the daughter of Cromwell, is played by the brilliant Susan McComa, who people know from Chewing Gum and Crazy Head and all of these things. And then, yeah, we chat in Van Ness and Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine. Also, she's a Disney princess, so we have our very own Disney princess. And True. yeah, it's it's six scripted episodes, and it's also a framework where Camilla and I play our versions of ourselves. Uh, where we've written this play and we're directing all these brilliant famous actors who sort of think they're doing something for the National Theatre and very quickly <laughs> realise we've sort of hoodwinked them into doing the worst play in the world. Even the names, though. What is it? Patty, Tommy, <laughs> Patty. <laughs> it's just so good. It's so good. And, and I, Camilla, Camilla, what about, like, the reaction has been, like, I mean, The Guardian's been massive supports. Like, the reaction, are you, you must be happy with it. Yeah, I mean, like anyone that makes a podcast should always be concerned that that's not going to go well, just because like people (laughs) take the make out of podcasts. And I think also it's really hard with scripted podcasts because it's not what people expect from a podcast. I mean, even people I know were like, I listened to it and it was a scripted thing. I was like, yes, that's allowed. Uh, that is legal um so it's not what people expect and it might take a moment for people to be like what is this but we're really like gratified by how well it's done for a scripted podcast and how many people have listened to it and stuck with it and really enjoyed it yeah. um, it's been a hoot it stands out alone it's unique for sure are there plans for more i mean we would love to we have ha- like we just had a blast making it and also everyone that you know came on board to do it was just so gung-ho like Stephanie Beatrice was like nine months pregnant, recording from LA. You know, Jonathan Van Ness, Jonathan Van Ness plays the banshee in it and gives, you know, I would say an Oscar worthy performance. Yes. You know, absolutely amazing. So yeah, we would, we would absolutely love to. It's just been, yeah, so much fun. It's amazing because it's funny when, as Camilla said, it's not the normal podcast, but like it's been number one 
written in scripted comedy like in loads of different countries across the world like in Ireland the UK it was in the top 10 in the US and that's and it's had kind of a like it's it's all released now so people can listen to the six episodes it's a box set I think that feels like people are coming back to it even after it's all come out which is it's so cool and Camilla what like can I ask you what else everyone always says is but what else are you doing as if it's not enough and what are you working on at the moment (laughs) a pyramid scheme (laughs) (laughs) that I'm do you are you in no, uh, you know, <laughs> this and that, but mainly the pyramid scheme. And if anyone is interested in selling essential oils to friends and family, please get in touch with me via <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nicola, as well, you, the saddest thing ever for like Dairy Girl fans is knowing that this is you're filming the final one. And yes. do you think, can you envision a period in your life where you'll ever be able, you'll ever do a dairy accent again? Or is this? the moment <laughs> oh god it's weird you know because I feel like with with Claire it sort of became Claire's voice even more than an accent it was really strange not having played that character for three years and then stepping back into it and I finished Bridgerton on a Friday morning and started Dairy Girls the Monday morning and it was like I was on the plane being like how I don't know how I switch between these two characters I don't know but then it's really weird you put the dungaree shorts back on and I had a long wig and I was like oh there there she is there she, she is back. but I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like if I do another dairy accent, it probably won't sound like Claire. <laughs> one would hope. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's such a pleasure to speak to both of you, and thank you so so much for your time. Continued success. I do hope that there's more, and I'm sure you know with your creativity between the two of you, there will be more. And thank you so much for your time this morning. <laughs> thank you, Alice. Thank you so much. I'm Lord Cromwell Dublin, the richest man you'll ever meet. I'm going to be the chip king of Ireland. Our terrible English landlord is going to tear down our lovely home and build a chip factory in its place. What? Mommy? Papa? Louisa, Louisa? This is Paddy Johnny Tommy Paddy O'Fanning. My fiance. <gasps> Mommy? Weekend Breakfast with Alison Curtis. Playing the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today.